Good evening, everyone. We're going to start. So the reason today we're going to, we, we usually would give it about maybe five to 10 minutes for people to trickle on, but um, I read something today. I mean, I know about time management and the respect of it, um, but sometimes I think we compromise and that sort of discourages those who would come in on time. And so what I've decided today is we will just jump in. Um, our speaker is here, our connector is here, and I have people, you know, joining from Washington, D.C. I can see London. We have Accra, we have Kumasi, we have Takradi, we have South Africa, um, we have Germany. So we're just going to go. Um, yeah, Geraldine just joined. Kwabna Prempe, I see you from D.C. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for making it um, this evening. So we've been talking about learning and development over the past month and a half, um, because I, I realized that what we all understand by learning is sort of different from one person to another. And then number two is what we do with learning. I mean, I've met people in seminars, meetings, and they will tell you everything they know, they've learned. But they're not able to show value, the value that comes with that learning, or they're not able to um, grow anybody or even themselves. So we've taken this very serious and we're so honored to have um, the HR director for Vodafone. Um, she wants to be called Ashokai. I love it, it's such a beautiful name. Um, she's very informal, very easygoing. I'm not even gonna try to introduce her because it will take us forever. Um, but I'm grateful also because she's sort of, I mean, I didn't have to say much for her to catch this vision. Um, and I'll just say, Ashoka, thank you so much for making time. I know this is crucial timing for you with COVID and working from home and Vodafone being such a large organization. Um, but thank you. Um, we'll make sure that this is worth your time. We'll make you proud. So I'm going to give you the floor and then you can take it away. Thank you okay. so much. All right, Phyllis, thank you very, very much. Um, I must say when I initially had the conversation with you, I mean, I didn't need much convincing um, to okay. come on and you know, join your, your team and have a conversation because that's what, you know, I really want this to be a conversation. So I put together a few points that I'm going to talk about. Um, so I know that you had asked me to talk about the role of L&D um, in pre preparation for the future of work. And so that's what, you know, I kind of want to talk about for the first few minutes. And then um, I'll open it up more um, to be an interactive session, you know, um, a Q&A session, so to speak. Um, I know you shared my, my uh, bio, so I... But maybe just a little bit about myself um, to those who didn't see the bio. So like Philip said, I am currently the HR director for Vodafone Ghana. Um, I've been in that role since April 2016. So actually my fourth year um, just came to pass. And before then I worked with um, Honeywell in the, in the US. Um, in Minnesota and then yeah, with Medtronic as well for a very extensive period, about 10 years in various divisions of the company um, in the UK and in various um, 
places in the United States as well, mostly Minneapolis, Minnesota. So all this craziness going on, it kind of takes me, you know, back um, and everything that happened during that time. It's been a very <clears throat> emotional, emotional couple of weeks. Yeah. As I'm sure you all, you know, are dealing with it in various ways as well. Um, I am, let me see what else do I say about myself. I am Ga, I'm from Ustu. And so you can't take me away from my gankinki. So you see, wherever you see me, you see gankinki. <laughs> um, we'll talk more about that later. But okay, wow. I, I mean, this is a very broad group of people that you have and from all over the, the globe as well. So, you know, kudos to everyone. Um, it's always good when we can get together in, even in this period, right? When we all have so much to do, but we can get together to learn and to network um, and to, you know, get some gems from each other as well. So that's all well and good. All right. So as I go through this topic, you will, you'll kind of hear me talk about a number of different themes um, related to L&D and how we can really better position for the future. But if there's one thing I want you to take away from this session is the topic of needs-based learning. Needs-based learning. And at the core of what we do now in L&D and in the future, we will and we should always be focused on what is needed. I mean, somebody will ask versus what, right? Well, versus what is easy to do and what is easy to churn out monthly for our organizations. We have some L&D teams who's, you know, who will put out learning um, calendars and month to month. It is something that has been decided a year ago, two years ago, that we're going to do, um, you know, this topic, this topic, this topic. And over the months, as the organization's needs changes, have we gone back to look at that to say, is this still relevant for today? Or is it just easy because we have a schedule, we have, you know, put together all this learning and training, that is what we're going to turn out to the people, you know, um, even if it, that's not what's needed. So that's what I mean by a needs-based analysis. Um, needs-based learning and development. One, like I said, what's needed by individuals in the organization in terms of capabilities. And two, what's needed by the organization overall in its strategy. So everything we talk about will get us back to that question of need. You know, as in all other, all other areas of our lives, right? Technology has provided now such a huge platform for innovation, doing things quicker and at significantly less cost versus how we used to do it in the past. Now, how to leverage that technology to push your organization to be an uh, exponential organization, now, there's this book that I'll recommend to anyone if you haven't re already read it. It's called Exponential Organizations. And it's so relevant in all these aspects of how we work today. There are so many ways that we can leverage technology in the L&D space now that we couldn't in the past. We are more able to provide on-the-spot learning through digital tools that employees can access quickly on their phones, their tablets. We even have chatbot coaching which is becoming a big thing now where bots through artificial intelligence learn trends, learn performance history, and are able to provide real-time coaching to employees, taking away 
the bias of human interaction. With employees in multiple locations, these learning-based platforms are also another way that technology, uh, sorry, with our employees in various you know, locations, technology is also providing us various platforms, right? That we can get together, that we can interact. Seamless opportunities to touch so many people across different areas without actually having to bring everyone together. Now, I'll give you a simple example of what we're doing right now. Using the Zoom as a platform to do this session, and more and more face-to-face -face training is being replaced by virtual learning places. Now, when the COVID-19 pandemic started and we all went on lockdown, organizations didn't come to a standstill. We had to find ways to ensure that all aspects of work, including our LNG agenda, still pushes through. Now at Vodafone, using our internal platforms like uh, Skype for Business, Microsoft Teams, Facebook Workplace, we've virtually moved most, if not all, our sessions, which would have been face-to-face, -face, and they have actually worked quite well. Example, you know, one example I can give is our new employee orientation, right? So this would usually be put together by our LND organization. It has various aspects, um, our code of conduct training, um, health and safety training, various aspects. Now this would usually be face-to-face, -face, uh, but during this period, we have hired, you know, we have hired critical staff all over and have organized virtual new employee orientation using these digital tools I'm talking about. I have an employee who I hired in, the, in, in April um, in the UK. Now, because of the lockdown, we haven't been able to relocate her as yet. So, you know, we had to have IT set up a computer, her phone, et cetera, and we shipped it off to her. And then she had her new hire orientation and has been working perfectly well from her London base from then. Now, if you had asked us this um, pre-COVID, we would have probably said, we would have found every excuse in the book why this was not possible and, you know, it needs to be face-to-face. -face. Um, we need to have the people in the room. They need to feel, you know, each other, et cetera, et cetera. But when it came time where we couldn't actually do it, we quickly had to rally around and innovate and be agile and think about what we can do to resolve, you know, the issue, the, the, the challenge that we had been faced with. And this is the future of work that we are learning most of it in this COVID period and having to innovate and make things work. But to innovate, like I said, we need to be agile. We can't say that, oh, well, it won't work or, oh, we've always done it this way. So, you know, why rock the boat? Well, we have to rock the boat because change will come, whether we like it or not. And the organizations that thrive and succeed will be the ones who are at the forefront of the change and who prepare and train their organizations to have high change agility as well. And I, I was at the session, this forum, where I was asked this question about what do I look for when I'm hiring? And the answer I gave is that skills can be taught. There are certain things that I can't teach you. There are certain things that um, if you have, will be easier for me to hire you. I can hire you and then train you to do the work that I want you to do. But the soft skills, you know, do you have high change agility? How are you with learning? 
<coughs> how are you with coping with the fast pace of change? You know, those are the things that organizations cannot teach you. And so those are the soft skills that we need to focus on ourselves and to ensure that we're giving ourselves that skill, the, the time and the opportunity to learn that skill before we come into the organization. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how L&D professionals have to be very business-minded and have a key understanding of the business priorities in order to be most effective. L&D does not and cannot work in isolation from the business. Usually, the teams that are um, usually more business-minded and business-oriented is the HR business partners, right? Because they have to work so closely together with the business. But the L&D team have to as well, have to as well understand what the business priorities are, what the organizational strategy is, so that everything that they do now turns from that strategy. L&D does not and cannot work in isolation from the business. Understanding the business strategy, the priorities, and building an agile infrastructure that addresses these needs is what will differentiate us in the future. Present needs and future needs, right? So what is the organizational strategy? What is important and how are we going to support it? You have to understand how to partner with the business heads to do the needs-based analysis, do a gap analysis, and from there build a solution that addresses these needs or gaps. Then you have to be agile enough to tweak as we go along when change happens, which it will. And I talked about this COVID-19 thing happening. I, I mean, if you ask any business leader, they can't say that the plans that they have before COVID happened at the beginning of the year is what they're still gonna go with, right? Like nothing has happened. Things have happened. And so the organization in order to be successful has had to tweak certain things in order to ensure that its teams are being successful. So looking at the future, we need to study trends in our organizations and then in the external environment and propose the interventions as well as how to reskill and upskill our employees. So I'll give you another example at Vodafone. So a few years ago, we embarked on a global digitalization strategy, right? We're moving more from a telecommunications company to a technology company and from a networks-based organization to a more IT-focused organization and a digital-focused organization. Now, that tells you where we will be focusing resources and what we will be investing in. Where we used to have huge customer service teams, we now have about half of that, and we now have chatbots who are starting to process and respond to customers and other digital channels, which means that in the next few years, most of these traditional roles will be redundant. So what does that mean for a learning organization and for L&D teams? It's asking the question of, in this case, upskilling or reskilling. And what do we need to do now so that we, if we want to be a socially responsible organization, we don't sit down 
and when the time comes, just lay a whole bunch of people off without having explored the option of training them for future needs of the business. So if we're sitting down now with my team, right, and we know that this is the strategy for the future, that a group, we're, we're going to be more digitized, we're going to introduce uh, more digital into various aspects of the organization. Now, what does this mean for so-and-so-and-so? What does this mean for um, my Vodafone Cash team? What does this mean for, you know, the, even the payroll team, right? And what is it that we can do now to upskill them or to retrain them into other areas of the business where the needs are, where I'm going to be focusing my resources in? Now, because we are moving to a more data-driven organization as well, CVM uh, or customer value management and data analytics has become extremely key. So <clears throat> the question now becomes, do we go outside to hire all of these new skills that we need for the organization, right? Or are we as a learning and development organization sitting down to look at, um, it can be a three-pronged approach, right? A three-pronged strategy of buy, borrow, or steal. So what are we gonna buy from outside? That is, what resources are we gonna bring from outside? What are we gonna borrow? That is from other um, Vodafone, you know, um, operating companies like, you know, Vodacom in South Africa, et cetera, who may have these skills that we don't have to come in and train our people, okay, for a while. Or are we going to train our people so that they are ready and can step into some of these future roles when it becomes available? So that is the future-based needs analysis skills that we need to do as L&D professionals and as an L&D organization. Human beings will always be social beings, right? And so looking at what opportunities, you know, you can get to create, to get people together either virtually or, you know, now in relaxed social settings to share learnings will always, always be um, a, a good thing that you can do. Um, for my HR team, we started this um, HR learning hour. So basically what we do, I think it's uh, about once a week and we block off everybody's calendar for, for, for an hour. And then we just share learnings from the Vodafone University um, or, you know, from other channels that, you know, somebody might have read about, even a great book and wants to share. So there's just different things that we just sit around maybe over lunch and just discuss um, um, what it is that we learned and then others get inspired by that as well. So L&D professionals must in the long run be agents of change in the organization. They are and must be in the middle of everything that happens in the organization because they are the ones that are taking the organization into the future, anticipating the needs and addressing the needs before it happens and guiding the organization through it. We cannot be reactive like we've been in the past. We need to be knowledge equipped, supported by data, which is so important. You know, when you go to the boardroom to present something and you need backing from the senior leadership team, you can say, that, well, I think, well, I think, no. That's not gonna get you far because the, <laughs> the, the budget is already limited as it is. So especially if you're asking for a budget to be thrown behind something that you want to do, 
then you need to go in there supported by data, right? Do your research well, put together the data, put together um, why this is important for the business and why this must happen. Or if it doesn't happen, this is what's going to happen to the organization. So that then we become trustworthy agents of change in the organization. And we can only do this if we ourselves are always learning, yeah, and keeping up with trends in our industries and overall external environments. Um, another area of focus uh, that I think we should talk about is self-directed and self-paced learning versus the rigid scheduled training that we have done in the past. So more and more people want to control their own schedules. Time is of the essence. And people want to control their own schedules and learn at their own pace. And so if you design training in such a way that it's available on demand, that would be much more beneficial because you put the power in the hands of the employees and they can access training on the go. Whether they are sitting in, you know, Trotro on their way home from, from work, um, put their iPhone, um, put their headphones in, and then just listen to a quick 10 minute training or a 15 um, minute video that you have set. Which brings me to my final point. So, how are you as an employee, right, as well, taking, going to take charge? And if you're not currently an employee, how are you as a future employee going to take charge of your own learning and development to ensure that you're better placed for the organization of the future? It's said that the cobbler's kids never have shoes, right? But we are always taking care of other people and we need to take a time out to take care of ourselves as well. So I always tell employees that you own your own development. Yes, the organization will provide you the additional skills you need in addition to what you yourself brought into the organization, right? To achieve business objectives. But how are you taking advantage of various learning opportunities to remain relevant and to learn new skills? At Vodafone, we have um, Vodafone University, which I referenced earlier, and it's a rich resource from you know, various subject areas, HR, finance, marketing, et cetera, et cetera, and various modules. And we also have partnerships with other institutions like LinkedIn Learning uh, and various universities so we can access their learning platforms as well. Now, some of these modules are mandatory, but we also ask employees to do at least one self-paced training each quarter. But, I mean, human beings are human beings, Charlie. It's not everyone who is going to do that which is unfortunate you yourself have to develop a learning plan you yourself have to develop a learning plan based on two things one what were the perform what if any performance gaps that you have and this you get from you know the annual or the quarterly um performance review sessions feedback sessions with your line manager peers, HR, etc. right? Now, sometimes we shy away a lot from seeking feedback or listening to feedback. Sometimes we only want to hear the good things. Feedback is a gift. I always tell people that in the organization, look, we're always talking about you anyway. So you might as well find out what it is that management is talking about you. So that the decision makers are so that what the decision makers are saying about you, you can actually use it 
and actually do something about it. And you can get that feedback by scheduling time um, on the calendar. You have to be deliberate about these things. So schedule time with your manager, with HR, um, let them know, hey, this is just 15 minutes. I want to hear about, you know, um, what do you think about this project that I worked on? Can you give me some feedback on this quarter's performance? And then have that discussion. And, be, you know, sometimes you have to push people to not just give you positive feedback, right? So once you have that feedback, then you get to the second one, which is you should ask yourself, when building a development plan, what do I envisage my next role to be, <clears throat> right? If you're staying with your, within the organization, what do I envisage my next role to be? And what skills do I need to get there? So once you have this information, these two things, all plotted out, you should then schedule some time again with your manager or with HR to discuss and get their input on help on directing you to where you can get the resources to fill those gaps that you have. So for example, if I am currently um, an HR business partner, right? And I want to be an HR manager or a learning and development um, manager in two years. So I have put together, you know, my plan. The first one is uh, basically feedback from my performance evaluations from people that I've worked with um, and things that I could work on. And then the second part is where I wanted to have the discussion with HR, with my manager saying, hey, in the next couple of years, I really would like to be considered for this next role. Now, what do you think I need to do between now and then to get ready for that role? And you can also talk to the person who is in that role to get some um, ideas and feedback on what it is that they do, right? So that you can put all that together and get help from HR, from the um, L&D organization, the L&D folks, and from your manager as well, <coughs> excuse me, on where you can get um, the resources to fill those gaps, okay? And that is how you take care of yourself as well in the organization. Sometimes employees come into my office and they're like, oh, Ash, a lot of people call me Ash <laughs> Vodafone. Um, <laughs> Ash, so what does Vodafone have in store for me? So when I hear that question, <laughs> I ask the employee, what do you have in store for yourself? What is it that you want to do? If you're asking the question, what does the organization have in store for me? You're putting your destiny in the hands of the organization. Things happen in the organization, right? In the next year, something could happen and your role may be made redundant. So you have to ask yourself that question versus putting all the power into the hands of the organization and asking, what does, you know, Vodafone have in store for me? What does um, Connect have in store for me? Yes, you need to ask that question in terms of where you yourself want to be so that you need to be aligned on the same page. And if you're not, then you can have those questions. You have to ask yourself the tough questions. Is this place really for me? Is it not? And then you can use that to make a plan for yourself as well. So that takes us to 7.30. And that is basically all I wanted to share 
uh, with you today. I mean, I do hope it was worth your time. Very good, very good. I have a very simple question here, which is a call to action. You know, people ask me, what, what Ms. Phyllis, why do you do this connect? Why, you know, I just, why does one connect to be a bridge between, you know, the young ones from as young as 10 years old to employees in the organization and the organization. Just know right. the way sometimes you can't even speak to your own parents mm -hmm. about very personal things, but you go outside. That yep. is what wants to be. So we are for the organization. We are for the employee. We are for the student. We are for the retired, you know, the whole yep. value chain. And so, and you don't have to answer this here. Because you and I, we're going to have coffee. But I just want to throw you on yes. a little bit, which is, so for an organization like Vodafone, how, how important is an organization like Connect to you and to your growth? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And how would you support mm -hmm. an organization like Connect? Um, because yeah. we, all we're doing is preparing the workforce, the talent mm -hmm. for you so that yeah. the work is shared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it is extremely important, especially at this time, to grow our network and to grow mm -hmm. our connections, especially knowing um, how, you know, you have people from all over the world, right, connecting in. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, all these questions that um, I'm getting about, you know, I want to know if digital access role is open um, um, and all of these these are the way that we build connections through networking, right? And so I would say that it's definitely very important to have these connections with you and it would be good to have, you know, more conversation um, with Connect to see how it is that we can, you know, partner better um, in the future as well. Great. So we will, we will take the rest up when we have wache or coffee. <laughs> exactly. Or wine. All oh, one, yes, I like that. But anyway, thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much, Ashoka. We've gone way over, and I'm so grateful. This has been one of the best meetings we've had. Very, very deep, and a lot of you know work for us to go back to do, and then come back to you much mm -hmm. more developed and ready to be part of um, 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 Vodafone. Um, mm -hmm. And to everybody else here, right, thank you so much for joining in. I mean, mm -hmm. these sacrifices you're doing is going towards you tomorrow. You know, yep. you take this time off to come and listen. And people say, oh, I wish I could talk to the head of HR for Vodafone. I will be so successful. She's here, but you mm -hmm. won't dial in. Or you dial in, but you're distracted. So the solutions are here. Continue to sacrifice. Continue to come in and dig in. And also, I'm going to have Geraldine just speak for about 30 seconds about um, the new coaching program that Connect is developing to take it to the next step um, based okay. on what we realize organizations need. And Ashoka, I'm just going to hold you up for another two minutes just so sure. you also know what we're doing to prepare um, mm -hmm. talent for you. Geraldine, okay. go ahead. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you. I want to personally thank you, Ash, for uh, a fabulous job you just did. And oh, you're so we welcome. really, I really enjoyed it. And just reminds me, it feels like you work in my office. Everything <laughs> is just on point. So thank you. And um, to all the other uh, partners on the call, we just want to, we've had so many inquiries about how do I go to the next level? How do I do? XYZ 
and um, a lot of you have filled the connect forms. I just want to announce to you that we have set up um, some packages and we will send them to your email. We'll email them to you individually. And if you're interested, whatever uh, package you want, um, we can discuss it. And then um, these things are tailor-made for the individual based on yes. what your career needs are, what you need, what level of um, what, what level of development you're looking for and where you want to get to. And we'll be more than happy to sit with you and do an, an assessment um, of your background and then um, fit you into any of these groups. We will hold your hand and we will be your support and we will take you to wherever you want to get to. And remember, this is not about connect. It's more about getting more people prepared. And Phyllis just said it right. She said, partnering with the business world is very important because yeah. if we get you ready, it will make Ash's job easier because then she knows that she's hiring the top, um, the top seed. And then right. she doesn't have to worry about certain things because you are already prepared, just like the rich people, families prepare their kids, the way they eat, the way they chew, the way they swallow, Everything. the way they walk, the way they talk. It's special. And when you leave this meeting, just look at some of them. It's like they've been trained to do that. So let's, um, we will be reaching you soon. So thank you very much for your time. And Ash, thank you. And all the others, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much, guys. So we're going to end it here. Ash, thank you so much. Um, everybody else, thank you. We're going to reach out, you. fill out the, the coaching forms, and we'll reach out to you. Have a wonderful week, and stay connected on the platforms. Um, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that interacting with all of you. Thank you, Ash. Have a wonderful evening, everyone, and stay connected. Social media on the platform, email, phone call. You cannot handle that situation alone. Call, 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 call. You know I will answer your call and I'll answer your WhatsApp anytime. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.